With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, live from our iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, kind of a really weird weekend. I know, Tony, you had what? You had open practice, but hundreds of guys showed up. Yeah, we had our full ride party down at the Riverside Raceway winter set, and it was real good. Yeah, I mean, so had- what, what attracted people? Just the... I had posted a picture of me, the t- <laughs> and that really got people excited. Okay. And it was kind of like uh, a prison break for some, right? I mean, it was a weekend off. Yeah. Well, doing, you know what? We haven't had time. any. Haven't it, we haven't had an event since the Justin Brayton event, the Justin Brayton race. But which, the by the way, I will always remember. Uh, this was a great year for the the, the, the shootout. It truly was. It was yep. great. Yeah, it was good. So we haven't had anything since May. So it kind of starved them out, and they kind of showed up. They really showed up. It was good. We had you know a few hundred riders. Yeah. It was, it was fun though. We had a band and and. Uh, we had uh, some music and some food, and and uh, I bought a couple cases of a couple a few hundred dollars worth of beer. Put in the truck. You said you had fireworks. Yeah, we had fireworks. Yeah, okay. it was good. That's always fun, right? What a way to blast off the season. We actually had a new supplier of fireworks that came that came to the racetrack and delivered them for us. And oh, it's part of their demo. Yeah, so I kind of double dipped on that. Nice. Deal. Got my. I actually had to buy them, but it was cheap. So my problem with your fireworks is they don't go high enough. I'm sorry to hear that for you, Scott. Yeah, but I do love your fireworks. I especially love the. How high do you want your fireworks to go up? 275 feet. Okay, well, you may have to go to China for that or Asia somewhere <laughs> to see that because my fireworks go about 150 feet, which yeah, is pretty high. It's it's. It's high. I just get tired of looking up quickly. <laughs> I see. What are the, um, the the mortars, right? The mortars, uh-huh. the yep. tubes. Uh-huh. I don't understand how they know to go up. Can you explain that to me? How those balls know to go up as opposed to anywhere else? Well, you put them in a tube, right? And they they that's if if they if you don't use the tube, they don't go up. Really? They just explode, and it's quite uh, quite the show. It's something. <laughs> Jack can can Jack can you please what continue that? What are we listening that? to? What is this? Um, you mentioned having a band uh-huh. well, this weekend. Uh, my wife and I were invited to a wedding. Remember when we went to Jack and Leanne's wedding? I do. A couple skinny, a couple skinny kids just mm-hmm. out in the town in Adel having fun. Well, this this guy that's singing right now is a uh, country music star, a young guy. His name is Royce Johns, and this is his first professionally produced album. 
Randy Travis's guitarist is on, on guitar. Um, Willie Nelson's drummer, I think it is Willie Nelson's drummer, is providing providing percussion. But this is a song called Truck Stop Souvenirs. Is Willie Nelson's, uh, like, do you have to be high to be in his band? Or what's the deal with that? Well, you have no choice. Uh, when you're around Willie, you get stoned. I'll tell you a quick little story from Clint Black, okay? <laughs> so Clint says to me, he says, Scott, he says, I said, what, when, when was the first time you went on a big tour? And he said it was with Willie Nelson, okay? And I said, you went on tour with Willie Nelson? He said, yeah, I opened for Willie, okay? I'm with you. We could we could drop the music. Um, so Clint says uh, he'd never met Willie like three dates into the tour. And here comes the tour manager, and he says, Willie wants to meet you. He says, you're doing a great job. Willie wants to meet you. He said, okay. So he went to Willie's bus, and the door magically opens, and out of the door comes a cloud of smoke. <laughs> and, I mean, it was thick, right? This is Clint talking. So he said. This is everybody's Willie Nelson story. No, 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 it isn't, because then he goes up the stairs, and afraid for his life and his larynx, his vocal cords, okay, he goes up into the interior of the bus and there's coming out of the middle of the smoke like a vision was willie nelson here's the good news willie is now legal in seven states and yeah uh and and that's my guy i've never met willie nelson i've met so many of the others but never met willie nelson uh and to confirm that story was leroy van dyke your buddy my buddy mm -hmm. okay the the auctioneer sure he knows that story to be true and clint black has made millions of dollars enough where he doesn't need to lie but he said willie was kind of floating out of the smoke so that's my willie nelson story anyway best of luck to royce um who's uh, done an outstanding job he did not perform at his own wedding instead of staying for the dinner we don't often do both the reception and the dinner, right? And Jack, you know this. We did. We did yours. We stayed at your wedding and reception, right? Yes, you did. Yeah, we had a great time, by the way. Who was the girl you married? Her name was uh, Leanne. Lysine. No, Leanne. Le Leanne. Leanne. Um, if cute. you're if you're not careful, she's going to shut off the internet. Yeah, she's a cute girl. The entire internet, yeah. or just our portion, just your portion, <laughs> just our feed. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we we end up going. Uh, I said to my wife, I said, "What would you like to do?" Because seldom do we get a weekend alone right. to do something together. It's very seldom, and uh, so I want to do something special. Whatever she wanted to do, she said, "One day, top house downtown Des Moines, very tall building, Fancy. but we're." Well, I think it is. Yeah, it's fancy. I mean, it's 12 bucks for a cocktail. Is that a lot? Yeah. Okay. So we go in. Uh, we're sitting down having a cocktail, and in walks. Now, I'm expecting Mark Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg, or any of the Wahlberg family, because they're all over Des Moines all throughout the weekend opening up their new, sh new hamburger shop. Right. But it wasn't Mark Wahlberg. Who was it? Gene Simmons. What? From Kiss, the rock and roll band Kiss. Wow. Uh, who's set records uh, around the world for not just sales, but he's 70 years old, Jack. He's what? 70 years old. Okay. But to look at him, you don't expect that. He gets up out of his chair to meet Susan, my wife. I could care less. I, I mean, I've met enough celebrity in my life. I could, I'm done. I'm up to here. Okay. But Susan is kind of selective. So Gene gets up and he says, would you like a picture? And Susan says, no. 
she said, this memory alone will be enough. And he comes over and hugs her, and he with his big puffy black hair that's mm-hmm. obviously been dyed, uh, comes over and it's just very sweet, very nice to my wife, and that won me over as a fan. I've been a fan of the music for years. And I've been playing the music as a DJ forever, which he appreciated. He got that. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to meet my four foot eight wife, and Gene is six foot three, it was such a, um, a refreshing um, experience, okay? A, a refreshing experience that people actually can still be nice no matter the level of fame. I mentioned I've met his partner several times in Las Vegas, right. uh, Paul Stanley, and Paul said, uh, "And you know, you're going to love Gene, et cetera, et cetera." They own the L.A. Kiss, which is a uh, you know a football team. And I said, at the end of the day, I said, I remember meeting Paul because he was so great. And he said, Paul, who? <laughs> he <laughs> he was teasing. Oh, us. I know he was teasing. I love that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we have your first guest on the phone. Oh, very good. Let's go to him. Uh, uh, Tony, you want to do the intro? Who, first of all, let's back up the truck. Who are some of the guests that we'll be experiencing on the program? Uh, we've got uh, Hayden Gillum scheduled to be on the show. I know, Jack, you're By the you're way, efforting. that was called Phil. Got it. Jack, you're efforting to, to reach uh, Hayden. We're, we're going to get him on also. We, we Andrew, got him. Andrew, no, we don't. No, we don't. Um, also, Andrew Lee is going to be joining us, Danny Eslick, Corey Buttrick, and uh, your guest, Don, who's actually on the phone now from Crosley Radio. Oh, you know what? This is a tremendous story. I'm going to bring Don on now and let him tell uh, the history of Crosley, but I want these guys as an advertiser so bad, and here's why. Because what they do is they tell the story of our sport over the last 80 years of car racing, uh, developing product within and without our industry. And uh, he joins us now. Don, good, uh, good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Is it Don Radabaugh? Is that, is that fair uh, to say or Radabaugh? Yeah, Radabaugh usually, but I don't really care. I've heard it so many different ways. It doesn't matter. Well, tell us your Radabaugh. position with Crosley. Uh, public relations director. Okay, so PR guy, right? PR guy. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so you have to know the history of the company you serve pretty intimately, right? Well, uh, let's just say I'm a student of the history. There you go. I'm a history geek, first and foremost, so I love history of any variety, and the Crosley story is one that's uh, pretty fascinating, at least I think it is, one that reaches back to the 1920s and endures today. So, yeah, uh, I'm always uh, studying it, and uh, I find it really pretty fascinating. Don about joins us. Um, Don... Talk to us about um, Crosley as an infant company. What was the company built to be in initially? Well, uh, Powell and Lewis Crosley were brothers who lived in Cincinnati. And Powell Crosley uh, was in the uh, auto parts business, the aftermarket business as cars were first coming to be. Uh, He was shopping for a toy for his 11-year-old boy one day, his boy in 1920, wanted a wireless radio set. They were right. brand new, you know. How, how does this thing work without wires? It, <laughs> it's amazing. But he saw one for $135 in the store and said, wait a minute, that's way overpriced. That's a lot of money. I bet, I bet I could build one for a lot cheaper and one that's a lot better. So he bought a 25-cent copy of the ABC of radio and proceeded to build his own. And then the mass production wheel in his head started churning and turning. And he figured out a way through his brother, Lewis, who was the engineer. He was, Paul was the idea guy. Lewis was the guy who put pencil to paper 
who made it actually happen. But they started mass-producing radios and got wildly successful doing it, uh, earning the tag, the Henry Ford of radio. They were the largest radio manufacturers in the world in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And, of course, they invented WLW, too, which is a station you're probably familiar with. You betcha. I mean, out of Louisville, Kentucky, that's what we're talking about. You guys came up with something in 2017, the Vinyl Rocket. But I want to get back to the exploration of the space of manufacturing. Uh, Crosley uh, is, by for many collectors, uh, a, a product line that is, first of all, hard to find. Second of all, I don't know if you can afford it, but they are small cars. If you go to the JNP Cycle Museum in uh, uh, in, in Anamosa, Iowa, and Tony, you and I saw these. Remember the little cars? No. Those, those are Crosley cars. I don't remember. You that. don't remember them. Well, Tony, you have limited because of the 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 space in your head is all full. I wore bell helmets in the nineties. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but talk to us about that because you don't find a radio company, right? You don't find a radio company that that makes cars, and then on top well, of that, you don't find a radio company that makes cars that sponsors racers. And there are several motorcycle racers over the years. Car racers that are in still that are still racing today that you guys are behind. Yeah, I mean it's 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 an interesting story. Paul Crosley, you know, they they mass produced the radio, but they did a lot of other things too. That's what they're most known for. But they mass produced the Shelvador, the first refrigerator with a shelf in the door, and it went. They couldn't build them fast enough. Right. Uh, they made the Crosley cars and trucks. They made Crosley airplanes. Um, they made parts and pieces for World War II, the proximity fuse. They mass produced when the government needed to mass produce the mo- proximity fuse for World War II, which was the first smart bomb. They turned to Paul and Lewis Crosley. They and Crosley could never get it out of his head uh, as, as he in the later years of the company that he had to build a car, and so um, the car didn't go as successfully. Uh, it was a, it was before his time, small and economic, and. And in post World War II era, when he started to build the Crosley cars, you know, uh, the economy was booming and gas was affordable again, and and people were looking at bigger and better, you know. Uh, but the Crosley car uh, was a little bit before its time, but um, nonetheless, uh, they, they produced it. And and uh, <laughs> if he had if he had did that about five five seven years later, it would have probably really really well, went well but, if, uh, even in the early 70s when gas prices went through the roof these are cars with a motorcycle size engine okay so they were very economical to use to run uh and they were responsible you could put two crosleys in the space of one parking spot and that and, and that <laughs> they, took, they I, are tiny little creatures they are wonderful and highly collectible let's talk a little bit about um what you guys are doing now as far as why you still have the interest in supporting uh racing at, at, at a variety of levels because quite frankly it's not cheap no i mean that all comes back to the ceo and chairman of crosley today uh bola Masta. um he loves racing and so and, and Crosley, you know, uh, the Phil or Phil, Paul and Lewis Crosley were were, uh, were into racing. In fact, a Crosley car won the first uh, twelve hours of Sebring in nineteen fifty. Um, but but Bo Lamastis loves racing. This, the current CEO, he was a motorcycle racer. Now he's a full time driver on the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series right. Tour for a team he owns, the DGR Crosley 
team. Uh, he comes from a motorcycle background, so he has sponsored Brian Smith, an, an AMA champion. Uh, he will be sponsoring the NASCAR k and East Race at Dover International Raceway, first weekend of October, the Crosley 125 coming our way. This guy loves racing, and, and he loves to tie the connection uh, between the, 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 the Crosley brothers uh, and racing and, and, and the whole industry. He, he just absolutely, it's not just racing. He loves the historical connection he now keeps and holds, and it's very important to him to carry on the legacy of the of the Crosley brothers, Paul and Lewis. Uh, if you walk through his office in Louisville, Kentucky, you can't go anywhere without seeing Paul and Lewis Crosley on the wall. He's really in tune to the historical significance I love of the company as it dates back to the some of the first race cars and, 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 and the most current racing machines we see on the NASCAR trail today. Uh, Don, it, 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 he just loves it. Don Radabar, guys, Crosley Radio, Crosley Racing. Um, so you've got to take this invitation, Don, to him, okay, to, to take it to Bo. And this is one time we're going to go outside of our brand identification within motorcycle racing and put an invitation out there. I'll make it so cheap it'll make you sick. But I want Crosley on my show. After 15 years, I want Crosley on my show, and I will literally give it away because that's what Crosley means to me. Crosley's been a very significant part. If, if even kind of a, uh, an edge of the water, you know what I mean? Edge of the water's uh, a dweller. You guys have had significant impact on racing, on electronics, everything that we are in radio today. That's what we do. We're terrestrial first, uh, podcasting second. But I, I'll guarantee you, you won't say no to it once you hear what I got to offer. Will you call me tomorrow? Yes, sir. I, I with an offer like that out on the public table, uh, how could I refuse? <laughs> no, right. It's like being on a massage table saying, "Please don't touch me." <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys had a, a record player that played up to seventy uh, seven-inch records. I mean, there was there was a time when Crosley was not only setting the bar; it was it was actually outpacing the industry. And I think that's pretty cool because seventy seven inch records, um, when it, you you guys could literally play both A and B sides. A lot of people don't realize what what kind of a difficult mechanism that that is, but you guys were able to get it done. So, you know, kudos to you guys. But yeah, I'll look forward to hearing from you this week at at your convenience, Don, as always. But um, I sure appreciate you taking the time to join us on the program to talk little Crosley. You guys have some uh, very modern-looking product with just a hint at what I call the old and original days of radio, and I love the look. Yeah, it's a retro look uh, with with new pieces and parts. It's, it's really cool stuff, and of course, vinyl is big again too. So it's huge. And vinyl across. Yeah, send me. That, can you that. send me a CR three hundred or excuse me, a CR three thousand three A? I can. Sure as heck, try. Yeah, just go in the warehouse, grab one, put my name on it, send it in the mail. I'll be happy to accept it's it. It's not Tom- a warehouse. It's a distribution center. I'm sorry. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I got corrected a few times myself. <laughs> Tony, is there anything you want? You want headphones? No, I'm anything? good. I just, I just think it's cool you guys have been supporting flat track and, and racing in general. And oh, big time. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure oh, having you on. Well, I mean, don't, don't you guys sponsor our buddy show? Um I'm, I'm, hang on just a second. I'll get there. Uh, Barry Boone, right? Uh, you know, he, he, probably. I mean, Bob supports racing on so many 
different levels. And yeah, the flat, the flat. I love those flat. Well, no, I, 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 you can go on and hear uh, versions of it recorded, but we lost Barry um just a few right. years ago but um you know barry was i think I the, 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 well did you okay talking motorcycles with barry boone that was the name of the uh, show uh the voice town for many of the motorcycle racing series we know and love flat track and road racing just to name a few but um you know the, barry did an outstanding an outstanding job in part because of crossley radio you know they, they well, gave him the wherewithal enough. Huh? Just a really, really good announcer. Oh yeah. He, he pitched, pinched hit on some ARCA races. I come from the Automobile Racing Club of America, twenty five years there, and uh, I came across Barry Boone at some ARCA races, which he would uh, do some announcing, and he, I just thought he was so good and he's smooth and, and really he, he really was. Yeah. He was a real pro. Don, my best to everybody there. Please do call me. My offer is genuine and real, and it'll be a long-term deal. You guys will love it, and we'll take care of you guys, okay? Well, we sure appreciate that. And thanks for having us on and your interest in Crosley, the brand, Crosley Radio, and all the things we do here. We love you From guys. Racing the retro jukebox. You got it, buddy. Donnie, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank there we you. go. Don Raderbaugh joins us on the program. Uh, Tony, there's been a bit of a change in our lineup. You want to uh, kind of update us, in- yeah, well, including me? We're, uh, we're struggling to get a hold of Hayden Gillum, but I'll tell you what we're going to do. We've got Jason Thomas up next, who's racing for the Babbitt's Monster Energy Kawasaki GNCC team. Kawasaki's going to make a big swing in GNCC next year, so this was kind of a warm-up year for them with Jason Thomas. Jason, unfortunately, uh, was injured with a knee sideline for good part of the season but the season is they're back in the swing of things and jason will be racing this weekend so, so. he had knee surgery right he, he didn't actually he just rehabbed it really from what i understand i, I don't well we'll sure. get into it with jason yeah. how about that sounds good you're good with that yeah okay and we'll talk a little bit more about the weekend that you had down at uh by the way i want to thank all the guys that came out to support you and your efforts i know how hard you work on that track i know your volunteers your family etc everybody works really hard but those that come through the gate that pay the fee uh, to come out and spend the weekend with you, that's pretty special, isn't it? It is. It's, uh, you know, th- nothing but raves from everybody. And that's that's the biggest thing, you know, th- that we can get. It's nice to have a big crowd and it's nice to hopefully, you know, make some, some uh, property taxes, money and that kind of thing and not burn up your equipment for nothing. You know, hopefully it's rewarding. But the biggest thing is just everybody was just really raving about the track and and uh you know high-fiving us on the way out saying this is really special and we hope you do more of it so well there's not there's not enough people in this state in this country that can come out to support my friend tony wink his family for what they've done and what they will do because i guarantee it ain't it ain't over it's just now starting all right big thanks to our friends at crosley radio look for them online by the way on wikipedia you can see some of the uh evolutions of the company uh, over the years out of Louisville, Kentucky, but they are absolutely phenomenal company. Uh, check them out. We appreciate that. Donnie Rader, our guest, Hayden Gillum, we're still efforting the hookup there. Uh, coming up is Jason Thomas, unexpected guest, but a very welcome one. That's next on Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Colin Edwards. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. 
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. What's up, guys? This is Jay Sowen, Arena Cross Superstar. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. What are you talking about? I did not say the S word. I didn't say the S. What did you say? F. I didn't say the F word either. Jack? I didn't hear it. In in in, in 38 years of broadcasting, I've never dropped an F bomb. <laughs> no, you haven't. Not on air. Some of our guests have. Well, that, 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 Speaking of which, we got Jason Thomas on. Let's do it. Jason, what's up? Hey, what's up, Jason? How are you? I'm good, Tom. Why didn't you answer the phone? <laughs> when? <laughs> when did you call? Thank you, Jason, for climbing Wait on Tony's. When did you call me? About a couple of hours ago. Oh, I didn't see it. It was, on my, 
Somewhere about it. I was on my motorcycle. That's a, that's a terrible excuse. And it's cold. It's 56 degrees here, and it was a cold day. It was cold right in. Round 10 has been canceled. Uh, Parts Unlimited, Black Sky, Round 10 canceled. Uh, Tony, what are your thoughts on this? Because we're talking off air about this. Well, I, they said, you know, they showed a picture of some, you know, a wet field where the parking would be, and, right. and uh, I thought it was really odd that uh, they canceled it without a without a makeup date. So I don't know what to think of that. What are, what are your thoughts, Jason? You've been at this a lot longer than any of us. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that seems kind of strange to me. I mean, we've had uh, we've had them cancel uh, rounds late in the year before, um, even to the point where they they ran a double header at Loretta's back to back days uh, to make it up. So um, seems strange to me to to throw one away. Um, I haven't really heard anything else uh, more about it. So um, yeah, it just seems like a like a strange. Uh, uh, <clears throat> strange event. I'm not sure. It, it didn't really look like it was that wet to me, uh, but it seems to be happening more and more with, with these events being cancelled because of the rain. So. Well, the, the size of the event is getting bigger and bigger, so the the impact on the on the uh, you know the 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 ground is going to be bigger, I guess. If if it's got you know inclement weather, that kind of thing. But um, you know, for me, I think it's uh, it, what it does. You know, everybody's bummed. And everybody that wants to go there, and obviously, you know, it's a big, it's a big hit for the series. But uh, what about the championships? It only, you know, if a guy's got a lead, it only cements what he's, you know, it only makes his his championship in the two fifty class, excuse me, XC two class, makes it even more um, of a, a done deal for those guys, wouldn't you say that that'd be the case? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Um I'm not sure on on, on some of the other uh, classes, but I know, yeah, I mean, the, the two main, main classes, actually two especially, I know that the Toth and Kelly are, are pretty close in points, but now you've, you've basically taken taken away a round. Um, if I was in the hunt for that championship, I, I'd be, and I was in second, I'd be upset about that. Um, but, I mean, the, the call's been made, so... Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure there are other, other other classes where it's affected it, especially the kids' classes. I mean, they have throwaways, and all the amateur classes, classes have throwaways and stuff, and it's it's affected the, all that stuff. So, I mean, I guess it's it's all the way across the board, really. Um, yeah, just seems strange. I mean, that was a new venue. We've never been there before, so um, it's hard to say how bad the ground was. I mean, obviously, we all saw, saw a picture of a mud rut, but... Um, yeah, they made the call, and, and you know, that's all there was to it, I guess. So the the thing I wanted to talk about is Jason Thomas a little bit. You uh, you've you've been out of action for a while, at least in the GNCCs. Are you are you back to your your uh, fighting speed? Are you, are you are you good to go? Tell us what's up. I know you've been out for a long time with a knee injury. Yeah, I mean it's been a, it's been a tough year with the, with the injury, um, and really the recovery part of it was something um, I didn't expect to take so long. Um, it's been uh, a long, drawn-out process. Um, the local series here has, has been cancelled week after week after week because of rain. Seems like we've got a really, really wet year. And, you know, just like the GNCC, you know, they've, they've been cancelling rounds. So that's um, that's prevented me from being able to do local races and, and get it strong on the bike. Um, hasn't been a year where I've been able to, to race um, for a living, so I had to go get a get a normal job, and, and that takes away from 
from the training side of it, or at least puts a lot of strain on, on you know, going and working all day long and then trying to come home and, and be on the same kind of fitness program as the rest of these guys who aren't working. So that was that's a different aspect to the to um, to the job, I guess you would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, finally, it felt the leg is strong. Um, be able to get some riding in the weather's turned a little bit here, so um, then some local races. Uh, you know, raced a couple of of XC two guys a couple of weeks ago and was able to uh, to beat them pretty significantly. And then um, I don't know. Last week, uh, I was able to to race with Josh Frank and, and even you know made a pass on him halfway through the race and and rode together. I mean, I never never got away from him, but um, you know, we were, I was able to uh, to ride the same speed and didn't feel like there was any issue with the knee, <clears throat> which was good. Um, I think the, the biggest thing is um, going to be the last hour of a GNCC. I mean, that's always always a struggle. Local races only run for two hours, so you can, you can be strong for two hours and think you're good and then go to a GNCC and the last hour can absolutely kill you because that's where it's, um, you know, that's where these guys have an advantage. They're able to train and ride all day and, and you know, that they've been doing, um, you know, Enduros or other events, or just even riding for three hours every day, um, so they're going to be sharp in the last hour. So I think that's that's where I struggle. But I mean, you know, there's, there's only three rounds left of the series, so hopefully by the final round that 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 last hour will have caught on, and I can you know finish the, the year out with a a strong result at least. So your hands do they do they get torn up in the three hours if you're if you've not been racing, or is that non-issue for you? My hands aren't so much of an issue. Um, the, the biggest thing I've noticed um, doing these local races is, is the knee that has been hurt. Um, it doesn't have um, the same kind of muscle mass that the, that the other leg does, and it, it kind of fades. And then I start favoring that, uh, and then it puts strain on other parts of my body. It's kind of a kind of a strange deal. So um, my hands now, my hands are fine, and everything else seems like it's strong. My shoulders are strong. And it, it really just is the is the knee and the only way you can make it strong in the in the that last hour, that third hour, is by riding three hour three hour races. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think it's it's a it's not a million miles off. I mean, it, I've been road biking and stuff, and it, I don't feel a weakness in it when I do that. I've been lifting; there's no weakness in it there. It's just a fatigue thing. You just you know, the third hour, you can just you notice that it's not as strong. So, sure, um, yeah, that's what we'll be we'll be fighting for sure. Jason, real quick, what 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 state is uh, was the race in that was canceled? New York. New York. So everybody goes to New York. Nobody gets to race. Everybody has to go home. So all those expensive. They they canceled pretty early though, didn't they? Yeah, they called it early enough that I don't think anyone was there. I okay. Think they called it on Wednesday. Oh. I think they made the call, so no one had gone there yet for sure. Okay. I mean, some of the some of the pro riders were up there training in, in that area, so. But, I mean, them guys, you know, they're paid to train anyway, so it doesn't really matter if they were up there or not. They didn't lose anything by it. Sure. Yeah. Well, so you yeah. got Mount Morris this weekend, right? Yeah, High Point, yep. High Point, yep. Same. So you've, you've got uh, High Point this weekend and then a little bit of time, well, a couple weeks off and then or a week at least. And then uh, you got Powerline in Ohio and then the, the uh, Ironman in, uh, in well, Indiana, up, which I'm going to be yeah. – I'm going to be heading out to Iron Man to are see you. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. Jason and I are going to arm wrestle. What? Yeah. Well, I'm, if you want to. I mean, I'll arm wrestle. I'm not scared. How much money would we be arm wrestling for? I don't know. You 
<laughs> I'm not sure I want armor. I, mean, I don't know. I'm Last time I so. got beat by a little skinny guy, and it, and I, it wasn't very flattering. So I I probably won't. Uh, um, we'll money on the table. Probably not any money. No. I, I actually arm maybe an airplane ticket. I, I arm wrestled a bartender last night. <laughs> did you? Yeah. You did? And uh, I gave up about halfway through, and I proclaimed her the winner, and she got mad at me <laughs> because she did not out and out win. And I went, wait a minute. I said, I'm still paying for my drink, right? And she goes, yeah. She said, but I want to have the prestige of having beaten you. And I went, well, you're aiming awfully is low. A, is that a prestigious <laughs> thing or what? <laughs> it must be. And she's a hot chick. I mean, but I still lost. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Are you a good arm wrestler? I used to be. What happened? I got uh, tendonitis in my elbows from arm wrestling. And is that I, right? And I had to quit. Yeah, so is that the stupidest thing you ever heard, Jason? Hazard. Huh? <laughs> it was an occupational hazard. Yep. <laughs> occupational for sure. I don't know if it's a hazard. But, uh, so, so you turn arm wrestling in Wu-Tang and you got tendonitis, huh? I still will, but it's only, yeah. only if challenged. <laughs> he's specifically challenged. Yep. He's uh he's in a class all by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Special Ed. <laughs> well Jason, right. good luck, man. Sponsorship, man. Who do you want to name? Uh Bob Max's tires, Evans Coolant, um hundred percent goggles, bell helmets, Alpine Star, Moose Racing. And uh I mean my good friend Tony over there, I mean he's been a been a big help, you know. Uh, on and off the track for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, I can just uh, you know go out and, and get get a, a decent result at one of these rounds, and, and uh, you know, for all them people, really more more than for myself. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So, really, this interview is nothing but a kiss ass. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Jason won't actually. <laughs> it's to a fault, actually. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little uh, loose. To, I'm a little loose on the morals tonight. So yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's always good to talk to you, Jason. Thanks for jumping in. Appreciate the time. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. There we go, buddy, Jason. Jason Thomas, Babbitt's Monster Energy. Is if Babbitt? What are they going to do with what was the Arena Cross team, Tony? What are your thoughts? What are your What is your knowledge? Because quite frankly, Babbitt's led the way for so long. Well, since Arena Cross has dried up and they've they've changed that, uh, they're my understanding is they're not going to do the Supercross futures or whatever. They're going to focus on GNCC, and I know they've gotten a new trailer actually that will get in and out of those those. Uh, Difficult places to GNC, get in and out. GNCC, yeah. <laughs> but I talked to Rob, the uh, truck driver, and he said he's out. The scheduling just doesn't work with a lot of the crew because right. it's a winter gig for Arena Cross. So it works. They can go for a few months, and then they're back to regular life in the What are summer, the thoughts? So. That people have been talking about you becoming the new promoter for Arena Cross. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> no, I have had a lot of people talk about it, and I am not interested in that. Why? I want to stay home, dude. Numbers are up. I want to stay home. I don't want to. I I want to go a different direction. Okay. I All want right. to get a cotton candy machine and just like hit the local county fairs in the Jackson. summer. And, Jack, are and, you in uh, cotton candy? But I'm not actually going to sell them. I'm just going to eat the cotton candy. Right? Oh, okay. And go to the county fair. Yeah, yeah. Hit fair races and eat cotton candy. It's, it's just what I want to do. And every time you so make my teeth are completely rotted out like a tweaker. Okay. Can't so wait. Every. T- I'm already fat, so I may as well do it. Let's Tony. get this done. <laughs> Good thing you got Jason on hold, because I'm sure you'd have lots to say about that. This show 
has gone absolutely nowhere in nope. a very short period of time. That's true, yeah. We've it's, arrived. It's completely Stay stuck. tuned. More Pit Pass around the corner. Hi, I'm uh, David Vitterman, the world-famous gun rider, and you're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekend. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hickland Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riding who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. This is Tim Ferry, hero of Motocross Nation in USA, and you're listening to Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Jack and Leanne daily own, not the Jack and Leanne from John Cougar Mellencamp, but uh, our Jack and Diane. Thank you, Tony. Is that what it was? Mm. Yes. Okay, so I was wrong all along. Hey, um, 
<laughs> You've been wrong your whole life, believe me, at least since I've known you. You are wrong. All right, so welcome back to the show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, great guests lined up. We just uh, had a great conversation with uh, with Jason Thomas. Prior to that, Don Radabaugh from uh, from Crosley Radio. Um, coming up next hour, Danny Eslick and Corey Buttrick are both uh, uh, scheduled to be on the program. We're talking a little bit about what happened with Arena Cross and who's going to pick up that ball. Tony, in your estimation, who should be picking up the ball? Because there are some out there that have been very successful with Arena Cross. Well, there's the Kicker Arena Cross series. There's Nitro. I heard a story, and I chuckled. I heard a story. Who said it? Um... It was somebody that worked for, I'm not going to name him, but he worked for Feld for many, many years, and he said, there's a new series picking up. And I said, who is it? He said, Mike Kidd. And he's got TV. <laughs> he's got TV lined up, and he's got this lined up. And, you know, I mean, I, I hey, Mike started it, right? He's the guy that, that, that put Arena Cross on the map. Right. And, and if anybody can do it, Mike can do it. I just think, I just don't, uh, I don't see it happening. I mean, there's, there's a reason why. I will say this too. I don't know the fail didn't screw up Arena Cross. I don't. I I think that they could have kept it good and 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 kept it interesting and you know was it worth was it worth the effort financially? I don't know, but with the suitcases and the 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 game show element of it and stuff, it it turned into a circus. They it was tried stupid. a lot of different things. A lot of stuff sure. that was stupid, and the racers thought it was stupid, and therefore the fans thought it was stupid, and the true fans. It, it here's what happened with Arena Cross. Four strokes suck, and they're not much fun to watch in, in that little area because everybody's doing the same jump sequence, and, and if you make a mistake, you can recover very, very easily compared to the old days. There's nothing we can do about that. You know, if you look at old Supercross videos, it's the, the jumps were small and sketchy, right. and they'd pile dirt, and they'd say, there it is. Nowadays, they're jumping five, six jumps at a time, you know, we all we and all the know what super, yeah, yeah, we we all know what Supercross has become, and it's uh, it, still we still all go and we still enjoy watching it, and it's they've done they've done a good job of Supercross, but the but the equipment has made it tough, it's made it very difficult for the track builders to build tracks that are safe and also entertaining. So you have that element of it, but then um, you know, there's a lot of things that that uh, Fell did that I thought they felt short. Um, they did have great turnouts, though. I mean, they were talking about it were, was building. They were it was building again, and then they pulled, they canned it, and they they're doing the Future Cross Supers. It's going to leave a lot of markets open where they're not going to be racing in. And I think, you know, um, if they're still doing um, Monster Jam in those arenas, you know, the dirt's there. there. There's definitely an opportunity for somebody to come in and rent the dirt cheaply, and and be able to put on events in these markets that Feld has turned their back on for Arena Cross. So I don't know who's going to do it. I, I, I'm pretty sure that Feld isn't going to work with Mike Kidd, though. No, I, if pretty it comes, con- I'm pretty confident pretty they confident. won't Pretty confident. <laughs> there's enough people at Feld still that, that were there when Mike Kidd announced he was doing the, the, the Buku series that I called the Boohoo series. Buku Arena Cross. Remember, we, we actually oh, went and raced some of those. You did. And um, it was – it was good racing, and Demuth was racing in it, and he had his, you know, he had his following, and, and he he went right up against the series that he sold out to, and ultimately he folded shop, and you know, I we, you and I have had a little little run in with Mike Kidd, and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I don't give you him a whole lot of props. That. Yeah, no. I don't forget. 
He ain't on the show for a reason. Hey, September 25th, 1977, it was Suzuki's Roger DeCoster who won the opening round of the Trans AMA Series, beginning what would be a fourth straight title run in the U.S. versus Europe Series. Bob Hanna won the first moto decisively over Honda's Marty Smith, and DeCoster was leading for the first 30 minutes of the second moto when a 29-cent chain guide fell off and cost him the victory. So, you know, never underestimate the importance of a 25 or 30 cent item yeah, on your bike. Yeah, time to change, huh? Oh, buddy. All right, we got a guest on the Let's on do the, it. Let's go the there. By the way, before we get there, I want to tell you, I was at Walgreens today, and uh, on sale, great big bin of it, the uh, Bill Cosby strength NyQuil. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The large version, yeah, with no. his picture on the front. All all bottles are signed personally by Bill Cosby to help defray his uh, litigation. Three to ten years they gave him. He'll be out in six days. No, he'll be out in six months. Yeah. I think six months. All right. Let's go to our next guy. All right. Andrew Lee joins us now, a guy that's a very fast road racer. Um, <laughs> he, uh, the, first off, Andrew, congrats on the stock 1000. Yeah, thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're, we're great. We're sorry to keep you waiting, but we had a very important arena crossing and uh, NyQuil <laughs> conversation Bill, we had to get Bill to. Bill Cosby News. Bill Cosby it's News. It's good to know you guys are sponsored by Walgreens. <laughs> the NyQuil is really important. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. Three wins out of eight starts and only off the podium once, which is New Jersey. Is yeah. this was this uh, did you kind of expect this coming into the season or were you pleasantly surprised? Tell us about it. You know, coming into the season the goal was to go get the championship, but I mean the fashion that we did it in, I mean, we got off to the slow start four back to back seconds and I mean, after the third one I was about tired of it. I was like, Wow, I mean, second place is still on the box, but I mean it was, it was getting pretty boring but come I went over and did some Suzuka went there three times and did the eight-hour race. And that really just kind of helped me a lot. So coming back, my first race was Sonoma and won by 11 seconds. And after that, I was, like, pretty confident. So I just moved forward and kept kept learning with the bike. I mean, Brad Stokes and Derek Keyes, they just helped me dial on the bike this year. So get, getting the championship was awesome and, it was also kind of sad to finish fifth at New Jersey. I was hoping to win or win the championship and not finish off the box, but evidently still won the championship, so that's what matters. The championship for you, what does that mean personally? I mean, obviously a, a championship is a big deal for anybody, but, uh, um, I mean, is it is it uh, when you get done, do you – do you spend two days on the couch and just recoup, or do you? Does it charge you and make you want to go racing some more? What, what's it like? You know, it's it's actually it's really uh, motivating. I mean, coming into this this season, I've never really competed a full pro season, pro year, and uh, so my first pro season, I, I finished with a national championship. So I mean, that's a big big uh, accomplishment for me. And here, I'm actually I just landed from LAX yesterday drove up to Sacramento and bought a dirt bike so I can go training this year. So, I mean, it's definitely a motivating force to go uh, go do it again next year. you buy a new one? Yep, 2019 KX450. What do you think on Sunday? Well, would you pay for it first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not rode it yet. I literally, I just bought it about an hour ago. Oh, cool. Congrats. First thing you got to do is Thanks. peel those grips off that are like, 
they're like yeah. the size of corn cobs. They're humongous. <laughs> they are huge. Yeah. Huge. What are they doing? Nobody wants grips that big. <laughs> nobody. Nobody uh, that's not. I mean, maybe a sea rider that doesn't know. know any different. I I might as well be a sea rider. I'm better at road racing. So. <laughs> yeah, but they're big grips. Yeah, I mean, I actually it's funny you guys brought up uh, the arena cross or the Boku or whatever it is. Uh, I think I did some of the amateur days on a fifty. At the Buku Arena Cross? Yeah. yeah. Well, how, how old are you? I'm 19. So take away, you would have been seven, six or seven years yep. old? Wow. That's yeah. Where was it at? Uh, I don't really remember what, what venue I was at. But, I mean, when I was racing motocross, I did the uh, KTM Junior Challenge at San Francisco Ballpark. Okay. Kind of, but it got rained out, so... And then I did just a bunch of smaller races back then, but I was never on the path to go be a professional motocross racer. So I, I changed changed paces and came out road racing. Did your dad chase, or mom, or both, <laughs> chase you around the entire track, screaming at you, saying, go, go, well, go, gas it, gas it, with giving you the... Uh, the wide open sign with your with the, you know the fist it looks like a I fist bet. pump but they're no. you know I, you know what I mean it's, I'm just jealous of all the kids that get yelled at by their parents <laughs> when they run around the track I mean I was never I was never graced by my dad to be able to have that happen I mean so <laughs> no I mean my dad never ran around like that I mean I've been out to a couple motocross races recently where I watched that and I'm like wow it's <laughs> It's entertaining almost. I mean, oh, it's it's insane. It's, it's, running it's, a whole race. It's amazing. See, I have I own a motocross track here, Andrew, and, <laughs> and uh, they they are some of the. And you know what? Here's the thing. It's the, they're the parents that are new, and you know a lot of fifty yeah. riders. They those parents haven't been around motocross, right, so right. you know we can't all have grown up racing motocross and then get our kids into it. So yeah. I'm fortunate to have those people, but they. The a lot of the advice there, I'm listening to the advice they're giving them, and it's not correct. No, it's ugly. Like, <laughs> it's ugly. <laughs> so it's That's like at every level, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Right. I think you're right. And probably every sport too, not not just unique to motorcycle racing. Yeah. I want to get to question number three real quick, Tony. Before we're out of yeah. time, you have a question number three. Yeah, Kawasaki obviously has enjoyed success in uh, in superbike stock 1000 specifically in those classes around the world. Um, so the question goes to Andrew. Andrew, why do you think that they are not represented well in the Moto America Supersport and Superbike classes? What are your thoughts? You know, I'm not really too sure. I, I'm not behind the scenes with the manufacturer. Um, I'd like to see with how my championship went this year that we get a little bit more support. Right. So I'm, I'm planning on doing hopefully a Superbike program on a Kawasaki next year. So my goal is to be able to show a good, solid program without backing some Kawasaki to kind of influence them to get brought into the series. Okay. Right right now, I, I don't really know for sure why they aren't in the series. I mean, the series is pretty strong. I mean, there's a lot of good competitors. We go to some good venues. We have some good showings. So I'm not, I'm not too sure of, as the reason Kawasaki isn't backing it, but... Hopefully, in the next couple of years, they, they make an appearance. Last question, Tony. During the uh, the Barber Stock 1000 race, the commentator, commentator mentioned that you're excited to get on a big bike. Were they, and we're assuming they meant a super bike. Is that your plan to move up yeah. to the super bike class, or is there, 
or what's the deal? Yeah. Who's with who, and, yeah. and what's your plans? So currently, right now, the plan is to uh, run my own program on a Kawasaki ZX10, but we're we're just basically right now in the. I mean, the season ended two days ago, so the goal is to go into April of 2019 on a superbike, but it's going to be a private program, so it's all privateer. I'm just I, I ran my program this year with the help of Riders Law, so going into next year, basically run a superbike program, hoping hopefully hopefully have a uh, good support behind us and have a good crew and legitimate parts. I mean, I mean, you guys know how racing goes. You bet. It's uh, it's pretty. You there? Yep. No, we're good, bud. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a money pit if you don't do it properly. So going into next year, we just need to proper funds and to have a legitimate bike. Andrew Lee's been our guest. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Uh, of course, uh, Tony, who was the commentator uh, at that race? That uh, the co- the commentator, who was that? Commentator or commentator? We, well, you said commentator, <laughs> so I, I would assume I, you're I corrected right. myself. The commentator is uh, Kenny Abbott, and uh, Josh Hayes was actually up there too. <laughs> it's, it's Andrew, you're hysterical, dude. <laughs> I love that. It's Benny, not Kenny. <laughs> and it's Jeremy Hayes, Jeremy, I think. Josh's cousin. Josh's yeah. cousin. Okay. Andrew, yeah, God Josh bless you, retired. bud. Thank you so much. Keep Thanks us posted on what's going on. As soon as you uh, have sponsors to name and everything for the new team, let us know. We'll put you right back on the radio, okay? Thank you very much. You guys have a good day. God bless. Racer X has announced that the 2019 Honda CRF450L has been introed and there's been a lot of hype tony about the street legal 450 yep um you know it's designed to get you from not just trail to trail and small pavement but they're saying it's a huge step up from the 250l and i disagree my buddy from uh well you're doing what you're talking about because my buddy jeff schultz from storm lake honda actually was invited out to ride at a at a uh, press thing and he said it was absolutely a dirt street legal dirt bike so finally honda has gotten their head out of their butt there to it compete is. with KTM. There it is. Hello. Yep. Jack wants one. You know Jack wants one. No, no I want the spider. You're going to hang on to that until the day is done. Hey, saying it for 20 years. I got to deal with Leanne here, okay? For Jack of Leanne DeLeon, for Tony Wake, <laughs> Ed, Ed Kulikamp, and all of us, I'm Scott Casper saying stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. This is America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Yeah, just stepping outside of the world of motorsports for a second. Jack, can we do that? Uh, oh, we're not going okay to okay talk politics like no, we were just no, off no, air. No, no, just okay. It, it was in July that uh, that certain senators knew what they know now about. This, we are talking this, politics. This, this cat that's going up for for uh, yep. the, the Supreme Court. I don't understand why. First of all, it took them so long to to relay the message and get the news out. Uh, and and all of a sudden now she doesn't want to testify in front of the. I don't get that, Jack. I mean, you cover uh, news on our sister station WHO, and everybody over there is scratching their head as to what is going on. Well, this is all politics. That's all it is. But that but that oh oh what you're saying is that it's a game. Yeah, pretty much. It's a game. Okay, so it really has no bearing on. Well, but, but the, it does, doesn't it? Well, but the thing is, the thing that bothers me the most, Scott, about this, yeah, is. In two minutes, anybody can ruin anybody. In two right. minutes or less. Right, you and me included. Yeah. And maybe even Tony, two and a half for Tony. But but think about that. At what point does it become slander? They're not willing to stand up for what they Until are. Until somebody is willing to, unfortunately, spend the money to go after these people for putting out this stuff. Right. I want to use a stronger word, which but is I want. Li- which Here's is libel thing. or slander, Here's right? the thing that bothers me about what it. What is it? Is is uh, the they went ahead and ran the race at Barber without with no investigation on Kavanaugh. They had the race at Barber this I don't, weekend. How can they even do that? I don't I know mean, how they can have race, motorcycle races without us talking about politics, which I do remember not want to Danny talk about. Uslick? Do you remember Danny? No. Um, a fast young man. Old it's guy. Pretty, pretty quick. He's an old guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Danny's been around as long as me almost. He's getting there. <laughs> Danny, Danny, how are you? I'm good. How's it going, guys? We're talking just a, kind of jokingly about politics, but there's we're talk, exactly we're talking jokingly about politics because it's really turned into more of a media circus than anything. Uh, right. where, where racing has not. You've absolutely. This is what your first season on the BMW. Um, yeah, first year on the BMW. And, we, and how'd you finish? Was it eighth or ninth? Uh, eighth or ninth, that's what I say. I don't know. Eighth or ninth, it <laughs> okay. doesn't really matter. Either one works for you? Okay. Sorry, it was yeah, ninth. It ain't first. <laughs> pays if you ain't first, you're ninth. That's what I'm did saying. You yeah, said, right? Did you hear what he said, though? Pays the same? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Danny, we miss you. Oh, thanks for having me back on. How much did you and the team improve the bike over the season? In other words... Uh, and I'm not. Maybe I'll ask you specifics, but um, obviously there was an improvement throughout the season. And it, and if so, uh, to what degree was it? Ten percent, twenty percent, forty percent? What well, was I it? I think from the very first time I rode the bike, which was at Barber, and where we finished the season at, it ended up being about uh, half a second what <laughs> we gained. Uh, That's it. From, from the well, I mean, you know, there was with qualifying tire, we went a bit faster and. You know, that was one one lap I pulled out at the test at the very beginning of the year. And, you know, that was to be able to do those kind of laps, lap after lap after lap is the biggest thing. 
Uh, one one second, though? One second time. bump? That's it? He said a half second. Yeah, yeah like a half a second. Oh, well, why, why, why are you even on the show? <laughs> why, why do we have him on the show? Half a second, Jack. I have no idea. You scheduled this. Yeah, normally it's a one second or better improvement, and, and this is a half a second. Oh, man. I know. It's sad. Anyway, Danny has like our guest. Let's go back to Tony Wink. Tony? Well, I was just going to, uh, <laughs> you know, talk about that. And speaking of that BMW, you're the only guy out there on one, on that new BMW. Uh, so your team, talk about your team. And do, do you guys get any support or input from other teams in other series like BSB or World Superbike or anything like that? Or is it all in-house? And, and how do you develop? Do you, do you get track days or what? It's, uh, you know, it's all in-house. Steve Shively does, uh, runs the program, the Hayes Brakes uh, BMW team. And, um, it's, you know, all, it's all pretty much Steve Shively. And, and he's got a lot of connections. And when we were at Laguna Seca for World Superbike, uh, they were comparing some notes with the, with the World Superbike team. And I think we ended up actually going a little bit faster than the World Superbike team and um, at Laguna. And, you know, it's a lot different. They've got some different uh, different parts that, that we can use and, some different stuff for that we don't we don't have available to us. So, you know, it was uh, kind of comparing apples to oranges, but it's still nice having somebody to compare notes to. Um, and we've got, you know, Travis Larman rides in the super stock class, and, you know, they, they give us a little bit of stuff there, but for the most part, we're really the only BMW in the super bike class, so we're kind of on our own. Are you rebuilding your phone as we speak to you, or what are we what are we hearing here? I don't know. My phone doesn't work very good. I don't care. Oh, there you go, right there. Yeah. Don't don't change anything from now. Yeah. yeah my, my, my phone. I do. I, I do want to ask you to describe the bike for our listeners, though, because um, as a a fan of motorcycles and motorcycling, I've always known um, BMW to have kind of a, a high center of gravity. Uh, so, what is that like for you, and what changes do you have to make to your riding style to make that uh, something you don't have to battle? Uh, I mean. It, it is a bit of a handful to wrestle around and uh, and stuff where you've got to change directions back and forth really quick and chicanes and, and stuff like that. And um, you know, but out of the box from the first time I rode it, it uh, seems really good on on the horsepower side of things. It's got plenty of power. It's just about getting that power laid down to the ground and uh, you know that equates to the lap time. So that's what we've been working on all year. And it's been uh, it's been a bit of a tough season, I think, for us. So if you if you look ahead, and I understand most racers want a team to race for, right? So if you look ahead, what improvements would you like to see to your bike to to give you better finishes? Well, I mean, just getting more consistent, um, getting faster laps, getting a better feel for it. There's uh, always a combination, you know. Even whenever you're winning races, the bike's never perfect, so it's uh, always a work in progress. But I think, uh, yeah, I think BMW is going to have a, a new bike coming out next year, so hopefully we can get our hands on it before the season starts and do a little bit of t- you know, winter testing and get some laps in and, and get it kind of dialed in before the season starts. Where you know, We were a little bit late to the game compared to the factories where they've been right. all winter long. So. Our guest, Danny Eslick, on what is the worst cell phone connection what in if we history. Tried, what if we tried speakerphone, Danny? You want to try that? Uh, is that any better? Yep, we can... Well, yep. at least we can hear you. Yeah, it sounds right. like you're not Sorry, talking through phone. a sock. My phone sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like our show. <laughs> Mostly bad for our show, yeah, but right. we, exactly. you know, we give it. We still show up every. Well, it week. gives you a bar to shoot for, right? Right. And anything over that, 
you're a winner. Let's go we're, to Tony Wink. We're Tony. talking with four-time Daytona 200 winner and winner of the 2009-11 AMA Pro Daytona Super, uh, Sport Bike Championship, Danny Eslick. Danny, um, you've ridden for a lot of teams, a lot of high-level teams. Mm-hmm. Riders Discount, Jordan, TOBC. Um, talk about the team you're with now. And uh sounds like you alluded you might be back with that team again next year. But uh, talk about the team who you know who supports it, the the guys that uh, the help make it it's happen. It's pronounced Shibe Racing, right? Shibe. Yeah, Shibe. Steve Shibe. Uh, Shibe. Yeah. He's yeah. Kind of the the head guy back whenever Harley Davidson ran their VR one thousand Superbike program. So he's been around the been around the racing paddock for a long time. That's cool. And and he knows his stuff. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun working with Steve, and and it's a tight knit group. It's a small program. There's only. Uh, there's really about five or six guys that are there week in and week out um, at the races, and you know those guys bust their butts, and and you know I tore some motorcycles up this year, and they stood behind me and uh, got everything put back together and got us back out there on the racetrack, and ended up crashing a couple races ago and having to ride through uh, ride through some broken ribs and you know, soldier on and. And if it wasn't for those guys busting their asses like they do, I, I probably wouldn't have put in. It's just parts, you know. dude. It's just parts. Yeah. It's only money and time, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So your your uh, the the relation with BMW. Talk about that. Uh, with BMW, that's uh, the team itself is uh, Hayes Brakes is the sponsor of of Shibe Racing, and uh, there's not a whole lot of connection with BMW and the team. So I'm just curious how they ended up on that motorcycle. Do what? I was just curious how they ended up on the BMW. What Hayes? Yeah, boy, you, your team. The team, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, Hayes Brakes is uh, that, that's just the the bike that the team I guess picked to <laughs> to use. I, I don't really know that one. I mean, they've been running the last couple seasons when I've been competing against them on a you know on the TOBC team. So you know, I don't really know how their whole BMW uh, you know thing got started, but. Um, I, I enjoy it. It's definitely a fun bike to ride. What about the Daytona 200 next year? Yeah, definitely. That's part of the plan. Definitely part of the plan. Uh, Michelle was at Barber this last weekend, and she was kind of poking her head around and and looking to see what we could come up with for uh, you know putting something together for the 200, and you know try to start a little earlier and get some sponsorship money lined up and. Get all, all of our ducks in a row. The the bikes that we've raced the last couple of years are pretty well worn out, so we're due to upgrade and get some new new equipment. So just trying to figure out what we're going to do there, and uh, you know, do our homework and maybe even get a little bit of testing in before the two hundred. What's the terrain like for somebody out there trying to tr- drum up some uh, sponsorship and that kind of thing? I got to believe it's it's always tough. It's always been tough. That's always been you know the story from way back when it was even good. It was still tough. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, from day one as a little kid, I mean, whether it's just going to pay your entry fee that was 25 bucks, it was tough to get to the first couple times. But now it's everything's gotten way more expensive and you're traveling and, you know, you got hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff to, to do to run a team properly. So, you know, for Daytona, it's not quite as big of, of an operation. So you can get away with, you know, a lot less funding for just the one race. So. You know, I definitely got uh, got my faith in Michelle and TOBC crew that they'll get everything uh, lined out and we'll have something on the grid for the 200 come March. And That's, uh, that's if we can. Go ahead, Tony. Continue a, your thought. I was just thinking uh, the, the, the 200 is, 
you know, such a unique event. Obviously, you've won it uh, four times. Um, what would a fifth win for you mean? I mean, would it? Do you have a Do you have a number where you say, "Okay, I got to get to this, and then I'm I'm done." Oh, I don't know. I don't. Why would you ever stop? I Thank don't you. know why you would ever stop. Why do you even ask that question? I'm just curious. What it's is a stupid question? It's a stupid, stupid question. Why would you put a? That's why, pretty why, rich coming from why, you, by the way. Why would if I you, know? That's rich. But why would Scott you Cass limit saying this that's guy? A stupid question because well, you have. Well, I have thousands. Of stupid every week questions. I endure two hours. Of this stupid is what questions. I do. This is what I do for a living. I ask stupid questions. But Tony, why would you limit a guy? I'm just curious what Danny's thoughts were. Oh, okay. if, he, if he was, right. you know, if he's ever like, hey, you know what? I want to get to 10, <laughs> 20, What the deal is? I mean, how old are you, Danny? Yeah, uh, thirty-two. <laughs> Yeah, see, so you get a little he long. He doesn't look thirty-two, does he? I do. I look forty-one. No, why? <laughs> why would you? You're thirty-two. Thirty-three. I feel it. How yeah. you feeling when you get up in the morning? You still stiff and sore yet? Oh man, just from uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, having the crash at Pittsburgh. It, yeah, it's been a month ago. It's been been a you know pretty rough. I mean, we had our last three races almost back back to back. So. With broken ribs, that was pretty tough. But uh, no, generally I feel pretty good. I mean, I uh, I've been pretty lucky over my career to not have a lot of major injuries and try to take care of the ones that I do get. So, you know, I try to keep the rubber side down and uh, and not bust my ass too much. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do when? Uh, what are you gonna do now for the for the winter? How are you gonna spend your winter? Uh, I don't know. It's just starting to cool off a little bit. Probably do a little bit of fishing, a little bit of golfing. Uh, Maybe shoot some deer and enjoy some deer meat and enjoy some time with my nephews. Uh, I got three nephews that I help my mom take care of, so uh, just probably help that, help with my mom raising them and have some good time until uh, until March. Tony, well, let's do this, okay? I'll supply the shells, okay? You supply the property. Let's invite Danny for a a, a one time only hunt. Hey, you want to come deer hunting with me this winter? Yeah, I mean, winter sure. set Iowa, the home of John Wayne. The, the biggest, the deer are like cow, like cows. They're big. Oh, let's do it. Fly, I'm you I'll, fly right into Des Moines. I'll pick you up. We'll come fly, down. We'll, I'll, fly, supply, I'll supply fly, the rope. Drive around these parts. I'll supply the rope and the tackle to, to hang the deer from it because you're going to have four or five that you're going to need to clean right away. You don't before. know what you're talking about. No, no, seriously. I already uh, got it all handled. Do you really? Sure. Okay, but we're going to take it to the locker right away for packaging. Can we get some sausage out of the deal, please? Please? That's not how it works. You actually have to wait. You have to hurry up and wait. You get it to the locker, then they call you in a month, and you, and you don't get the actual deer that you shoot. I thought you bought the locker. You didn't buy the locker? You told me you were going to buy the locker. I didn't. You didn't buy the locker. All right. Danny, uh, invitation's open. Uh, we'd love to have you in the studio. You can go hunting the balance of the week and then escape on, uh, like, Friday afternoon. All right. Let's do it. You, Tony, you're ready. You, you, it, you yeah. get a host. You can also see Tony's racetrack. So if if you'd like to go doing do some dirt biking, uh, a little around cold the, around the deer deer hunting season, <laughs> but yeah, unless you're unless you're a bow hunter, and I'm not. Right. Well, you, you could be. God dang, you've got enough property, dude. Um, Danny, obviously you've got some personal sponsors. Give a little recognition to who are they? Yeah, Hayes Brakes is uh, the the big one that supporting us this year and uh shiby racing steve shiby um the crew jeffrey and dawn and and mike those guys have been busting their butts and uh rod and and uh ryan everybody that that's there weekend out krishna um it's been been a, a pleasant year in dunlop and um awry rs taichi alpine star um 
everybody that you know supported me over my career throughout my career has been you know been been really awesome and uh, enjoyed enjoy every bit of it and look forward to doing it again next year. The company Alpine Star, um, it seems like they sponsor everybody. Do they sell any product, or are they just? Uh Oh yeah, give it away and sponsor. A lot of people were Alpine stars. Give it away, give it away, yeah. give it away. I don't now, know about sponsoring everybody, but uh, they definitely. I guess since about 2010 or so, I think I've been wearing their boots uh, and, and on and off for their gloves over the years, and they've definitely got a good product. So you know, I don't know about giving it to everybody. Well, I'll, let me tell you something. They could pick somebody a lot worse than Danny Eslick. I would sponsor Danny Eslick if I had a product that made sense uh, to put on you. Uh, because quite frankly, you're one of the best. Well, I appreciate that, guys. We uh, we're big fans here, obviously, and perhaps uh, you'll come deer hunting with us. I would actually put on some coveralls, uh, some some Carhartt clothing. Scott's not the outdoorsman that he. No, I'd have to go buy it. Um, <laughs> it's either that or a pair of slacks and some penny loafers. But either way, I'll come <laughs> out and shoot deer with you guys. Absolutely. Do I have to have a ticket or some kind of a license? Yeah, they give you tickets. Like, or, it, you, or you get a license and then and then you don't get the tickets but okay. that's how that works Scott. <laughs> yeah. what does it cost for a deer license is it's, it uh, landowners is pretty cheap and i sure get a lot of them danny all right good so what do i got to get out of state hunt license and that's it not if you come that's in it. as a guest and just no you, you have to get an out of state yeah and there's there's actually uh we'll talk about it off air do they, do just hang on the phone no we'll, no no wait a minute did the dnr people come to your house do they ever come to your house? Have they ever showed up on your property? Actually, this this morning. I, Shut up. I, I've been riding my side-by-side -side through the state park, and they told me <laughs> I had to quit. And I told them, what do you care? And I, I mean, I'm not riding my dirt bike anymore. I'm just riding, you know, and I'm like, I mean, I'm on mostly the You're trail. old manning it. I'm, yeah, I'm old man in it with a cooler now, and they uh, they drove up my. I hope they're not listening. They I hope they don't listen. But they drove up my driveway today. Yeah, and I. I totally wussed out, and I just hopped in the shower. I'm like, I'm going to take a shower while they're here. I heard the doorbell ring twice, and then I saw them drive out the driveway as I was toweling myself off. Nice. So, I don't like the so image yes, of the you DNR toweling do, yourself off. So, yes, the DNR do know where I live. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, he's got, a, he's got a couple thousand acres of prime farmland down in in, uh, in, in Winterset, Iowa, just south of the south and southwest of the town. What's the exact address, Tony, for the DNR folks? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Uh, Danny, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. This portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Line, one of the first truly lightweight race gears to the market and the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight strategy. But when you're first to the market, what do you got to do, Tony? You got to stay on the gas. And Fly continues to develop and improve this premium gear with the addition of the BOA system. Now, the revolutionary uh, waste adjustment system offers fast, on-the-fly, uh, on-the-fly on micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. I wish we get a new printer ink cartridge, Jack. Would that help us? I think so. Uh, a simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. Hi, I'm Danny Walker of American Super Camp, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. 
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction. 
serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, this is Rob Dingman, President and CEO of the American Motorcyclist Association, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, it's Pit Pass uh, Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch uh, family of uh, radio and podcasts. We appreciate that. Hope you check out uh, Front Porch, the Front Porch people. Cole Seeley recently inked an extension with Honda HRC. Um, I think that signifies a couple things, Tony. Not only a job well done, but what the future looks like for Seeley. What are your thoughts? I um, mean, yeah, he had a tough go there for a bit um, with injury and stuff. So I'm just I'm pleased to see. I think it says a lot about Honda sticking with him, and 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 you know, Seeley was a he was creeping up onto that that level um that tomac and and those other guys ride right and i you know i i hope he can find it again because um there has been a with honda it just seems like there's been page after page after page of turnover, guys, turnover turnover well of guys that just they they honda used to be the the i mean that was the dream team you know everybody it, wanted to ride for him and, and now everybody wants to ride for the orange team. So. That would be the red, red, white, and blue, if you recall. Remember the the trademark uniforms, the helmets, the gloves, the boots, everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to be on that team. Now and, you're dating yourself because that was a long time ago. But I'm with you. It's it was the it was the dream team. Why could it be like that? I mean, all I'm bringing up is is a favorite part of my memory of Honda. Other, yeah. Other than the first. Uh, what was their big bike toning called? Uh, the, the street bike. What was that called? The Goldwing. The Goldwing. Yeah, the they, first, still, they still have that. I, Scott. I got that, but the okay. first one looked like it had a box for a gas tank. Okay, do you remember that big rectangular box for yeah, a gas tank? Yeah, I think tank? those things are cool. You know what I saw? Ugly. On, I saw on Josh Hansen's Instagram today. He was sitting on his dad's 1982. I think is the year his dad, Donnie Hansen. Donnie Holeshot Hanson won his championship, his only year that he won the championship. And uh, he, Josh was at uh, at Honda this week or last, whatever, and he was sitting on it. It's pretty cool. That'd, that'd be pretty neat to uh, if you were Josh. And I, I also saw something about they were uh, riding electric bikes. They were jumping them through some really hilly. It looked like San, Di- San electric Francisco. Electric bicycles or motorcycles? No, the electric motorcycles. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Oh, and the uh, before we get to Corey uh, – uh, Motocrosses Nation is coming up very, coming very up. quickly. Yeah. If you do know how parking passes and tickets and that sort of thing, you need to be getting that done right Who's now. Who's racing Stop. for Team Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico will be uh, not Ronnie Mac. It'll be K-Dub <laughs> and uh, TP and and uh, uh, Sipes. You had so Sipes. Travis and, so I was sick last week. You had Sipes, and then I heard yeah. that K-Dub called in, too. We had a really good show without you, but we missed you. Mm-hmm. We really, really did. I've listened to the show now five times. It was very good. I it's, bet you have. It gets better every time I weirdo, listen to weirdo. it. What? Well, so K-Dub, is he... I cover for you, and now I'm a weirdo. K-Dub is... Uh, I see something on... on uh, somewhere out there, you can win Kevin Winham's motocross the bike... Motocross the Nation's race bike. For real? I don't know how it works, but... Yeah, I just saw so that. you got to enter to win or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah, cool. K Dub, like very generous, of All course. Right. Um, can we go to our next guest, please? Please. Okay. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Corey, are you ready for this? This has been a bit of a train wreck yeah. of a show. <laughs> no, no, it ain't gonna make or break my day, man. I'm, I'm good. Corey Patrick <laughs> joins us. Corey, how are you? Yeah. What's going on, guys? Ninth place at the Mud Dobbers uh, Enduro Kenda National Enduro Championship, Matthews, Indiana. 
is it meant to be muddy, or is it just something that happens this time of year? Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I don't know. Usually, it, I don't know. That It's kind of the dirt that, uh, I don't know, it really doesn't get muddy. Usually, it just gets real tacky. You know how it's like that uh, cornfield kind of soil. Like, it always just soaks up the moisture really well. But, um, yeah, and that's always one of the best races of the year. It always ends up being a little bit wet. Kind of like the... Uh, the last team to see of the year in iron man it's always just really really good dirt you um talk about this season so far Corey. it's how, how long has it been since we've had you on we had you on not too long ago it seems like but um a lot has happened since then yeah yeah and a lot of uh yeah i don't know not a not a lot of big headlines but yeah it was probably in uh february or march uh last time i was on the show but um yeah i don't know it's, it's been uh it's been tough basically uh a lot of things hadn't gone the way that i was really hoping that they were going to go but uh just like anybody else you know you're uh you're chasing a dream and none of it's easy none of it uh it doesn't always go the way you plan so you're you're fifth overall in the standings in the uh the national enduro right is that is that correct yes, okay and um doing gncc um the full gas is that right uh just uh gncc and national enduro this year okay uh gncc talk about that series we were surprised that that round in new york got canceled and wasn't rescheduled what and we had jason thomas on earlier and, and off air we were talking about maybe they lost their their deal with the landowner or something or what do you think um well a lot of times it's it is tough to go in there and, and no matter what happens the, the property basically gets destroyed you know even if it's wet or not so you you got to have some people that are definitely willing to tolerate that, let alone, uh, you know, what it does to the parking area if it's wet. But, um, I mean, either way, they definitely made the right decision, especially with, with all the people down south and uh, a lot of people having trouble getting there with, you know, the hurricane rolling through. And, and there was a lot of people that I knew, you know, like a lot of the truck drivers that were already up there. And uh, to have that hurricane going on and your home being destroyed and you're not there, it, it has to be pretty nerve-wracking. But... They definitely made the right call on, on canceling the race by rescheduling it. Uh, yeah, I, I really can't say. It's one of those things you just kind of like going to a muddy race or having it be cold outside. You don't have a say in it. You just take it as it comes. You going to High Point? Yeah, yes, sir. So uh, High Point, a uh, lot of history at that place. You know, it's a motocross track, obviously. Um, talk about that event. Are you a fan? Do you like it? Is the dirt good? What's the deal? I've never been um, to High Point. I've been to most of the rounds, and I've yeah. not been to High Point. That one, uh, it's funny. We hadn't been there since probably 2002 or 2003. And uh, and, and I really can't remember why we quit going. I honestly, I, I thought it to see outgrew it, you know, with uh, with all the riders and spectators. I thought they outgrew it on parking. But uh, I remember the last couple times we were there, it was extremely dusty. Like, back in the day, it was one of the races uh, – all the factory guys would come in and change filters. Like, I remember watching Rodney Smith and Freddie Andrews, those guys swap filters during the race. I was like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, no, it was always it was always one of my favorites. But, like I said, I was probably 9, 10 years old last time we were there. But uh, it was cool getting to ride the motocross track, and, and it really wasn't too rocky, which I was a big fan of. <laughs> Are you, uh, you ever done anything in uh, Baja or anything down south like that? Uh, no, and I don't really have any desire. <laughs> you should be on the team with Tony. I mean, Tony just won the 30-plus, right, Tony? Dude, a year ago. 
Well, uh, that was that was just for some of us. I mean, it just happened. I won the thirty. We run the. Jason was on the team actually. <laughs> Jason Thomas. We yeah. run the thirty pro last year, and it was. Uh, what'd you say? I said, "Screw that guy." <laughs> He likes you. What's, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand yeah, the problem here. We, we yeah. talk all the time. Let's uh, let's hear some. Let's hear some Jason. I got some Jason Thomas stories. Let's hear some oh, if you boy, have any. Here we you, go. You got. I mean, keep in mind we're on actual radio, so we we got some of the stories you may not be able to share, but uh, on radio, on radio, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It was. It's one of those deals, like. Uh, it seemed like he's always easy enough to get along with, you know, but I mean, to race, he's a, he's a real competitor, you know, so most of the stories are just about kind of being ruthless kids, and when we were younger in, in XT2, like, we had some pretty outrageous battles, you know, we would, uh, it was pretty cutthroat, like, if, if I didn't hit him, he was going to hit me one of those deals, like, no matter what, we would meet up <laughs> either on the start <laughs> or on the last lap, and man, one of us is going to end up in the dirt, so, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It always worked out. It's not like I don't know. Luckily, uh, luckily we're guys, so there really wasn't hard feelings or anything afterwards. But uh, yeah, we hit each other a lot. It's pretty hard too. So last last week he had a, he had this plan. He was uh, uh, everybody was going to be in New York, so he was going to go do that arena or that uh, not arena cross, but the enduro oh, cross. Yeah, enduro cross. Yeah, and he yeah. thought everybody was going to yeah. be out of town, so he's going to be able to hit it yeah. and, and it <laughs> make some easy money and. Uh, yeah. Who was it, Baylor, and who else showed up? Ashburn was there, and Liam Draper. Yeah, they all. Yeah, so it paid like twenty seven hundred, fifteen hundred, eight hundred, and then nothing for fourth, and he got fourth place. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> he was bummed. Hey, so um, <clears throat> that Sprinter van that he drives, yeah, is mine. Okay. What? Okay. And, okay. So he, he doesn't know this, but you've got, and I've been <laughs> waiting for him. To find it but we had the thing wrapped with the babbitts kawasaki and all that yeah okay yeah. you got to look at the roof of this van he's he's still not seen it and i can't believe it, oh. it don't tell him but you got to see it all right <laughs> this weekend you need to go you need no, to climb wait, up no, no, you can't do that to our listeners what's on the roof i'm gonna wait for jason to, to oh, see please. it please Oh my oh, gosh! Man. You're gonna do that to people? That's bad. It's radio. a giant, giant sticker of my face in an open face <laughs> helmet on the roof of this van, and I cannot believe he has not. He's had the thing all season, and he hasn't seen it yet. Nobody said anything to him. Wow! How does that happen? Uh, I'll take some pictures for you. I'll post them. It's like th <laughs> it's like a four foot picture of my fat head. That'd be awesome. That's sweet. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time that would happen? Never. So what are you tenth in in the uh, your top ten in in the XC one? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's not <laughs> that's not good for Corey Buttrick. No, no, um, I'm not even that good at riding dirt bikes. Actually, I'm really good. <laughs> We've at actually heard them. that. You're really good at what? Yeah, I'm really good at working on them. Uh huh. Like I'm uh, I'm actually uh, full time Husqvarna mechanic and uh, Cummins mechanic and. Uh, Heartland RV mechanic, Yamaha generator. Wow. Certified. Yeah, I do it all. I wish I was terrible at riding dirt bikes like you, Corey. Yeah, well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Are you still are you are you still at work right now? Uh, no, sir. I uh, no, sir. I, I don't even have service at the house, so we have to drive in town. Well, that happens. 
Yeah, but uh, I was printing wrenches all day, of course. Every, Honestly, the only thing that I own that runs right now is my truck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I've been on <laughs> Go see Corey if you if needs for service right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll fix it up. It'd be cool if I got paid the rent on my stuff. Right. Well, you know, my dad, I grew up in my dad's gas station. And, Tony, you grew up in your dad's uh uh, dealership and my dad always said the last vehicle to be repaired would be his sure okay he had no interest in racing car racing or any any other kind of racing this is what he did for a living hated every minute of the 40 years he was in the business okay <laughs> yeah but and and then when he he got out he got out because of electronic ignition do you remember that change no because i'm not that old electronic ignition came in and it literally took probably 50 60 percent of the mechanics around the country out of the business mm. because they didn't understand it that you know computers became important and essential and uh, it was a different time but you know i appreciate more and more every day how smart my father truly was now Corey, will you be yeah. that guy to, to abandon wrenching because it's just not interesting um well, for me, it's just got to be interesting, you know, because if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it. And we're not going to show up on Sunday, so it's uh, that's part of it. It's uh, it's easy when you don't have any options, you know. You do what you got to do, and uh, so no matter what, we we just grind and keep working hard so we can get there on Sundays and race. Yeah, we can. You know, I want to. Uh, you want to represent? Want to do? Sure. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, hundred percent. Sponsorship. Who do you want to thank? Um, Kara for Husqvarna, Kenda Tires, uh, to Moose, Bell Helmets, EKS. Um, well, that's how you can tell I haven't been on the podium this year. <laughs> Your bike's not right there to read the, read the rear fender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hop off. And, um, obviously anybody helping out the Kara for Husqvarna team, everybody's great. Like, um, obviously couldn't do it without any of those guys because they, uh, they saved me a lot of time in the garage especially when you have new parts on the wall that you can put on the bike and save yourself quite a lot of time. <laughs> well, if you forget to see the van, I'll be there for the Iron Man to uh, drive that thing home, and you can... Can you get a picture of that for the for our Facebook site, though? That'd be so cool. I know that that Chris Bishop yeah, would love it. to post it. I'm sure Kawasaki, Babbitt's Kawasaki is going to appreciate it when they, when they find it. We don't have to tell them <laughs> where it is. Just take a picture of the dang thing, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Corey, thanks for the That's time, awesome. bud. Appreciate it. So, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. There we go. As we mentioned uh, just a little bit ago, Cole Seeley will be returning to Honda HRC. Spent the entire Premier Class career with the team and has agreed to a one-year deal that will keep him on the team through 2019. Is it long enough? Is it enough? Is it an honor? It's an extension. Or is it a, just an extension? We'll come back and talk a little bit about that and a lot more news from around our sport. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Hillbilly, David B. Bout, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. 
Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple to ride electric start TW200 to the nimble lightweight XT250 to the racing to ride performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka. Proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. This is Jason Conlon, pro supermotor racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Part of the Front Porch People uh, media organization. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Tony Wink with you on this day. Um, a serious note, as much as we've been a little bit silly on the program today, um, I do want to warn you and at least bring this up, if only to excite your senses, okay? This type of year, or this time of year, uh, you're out there riding motorcycles, and deer are plentiful, okay? They're out there hunting for food. Uh, and they're, Are they in rut right now, Tony? No. Not, deer not, are not in rut? No, not yet, but another month or they're less very, than a they're month. They're very active. I am. I, yeah, I rode a motorcycle <laughs> to, to town today, and, and obviously, we. if you're listening on KX, you know, it's Sunday morning, but as my mom my mom does listen now god so, bless your mom yeah she said you weren't on this week and i said that's right mom this was last week but um hi mom it's uh, sweet. but i rode yeah i rode a uh, full dresser harley into town today and and uh did you see deer no but it it's i think you might jinx me if you keep talking about it well no right i think it's I important to bring up the conversation because we need to help each other um you know, re- remind each other what the dangers are. Look both ways. Look three times. Uh, watch for deer. Watch for dogs. Uh, it doesn't matter the size of motorcycle you've got. It's it's the end result which matters. I nearly pulled out in front of a, of a motorcycle today. He was on a sport bike, so if he's any kind of rider, he would have been able to stop. But I didn't, luckily. But I was just and I just didn't see him. And he was all all in black and had a helmet on and everything. But I just. Man, it's just uh, it's, it's scary. It is scary, and it's hard to see motorcycles sometimes. So, um, uh, do me a favor. 
listen to what I'm saying, and you do it too. Um, and each and every one of you that are listening, remember, look both ways. Remember, deer are out there, and they are plentiful this time of year. Take care of yourself. Three-time Australian motocross champ Dean Ferris will miss the remainder of the 2018 Australian Supercross Championship. The CDR Yamaha Monster Energy team announced that uh, just a couple days ago. Ferris uh, sustained a concussion, something we all need to be concerned with. You perhaps remember, uh, or perhaps you remember, the special we did on concussions and what we as an industry are doing to lessen the occurrence of concussions. But he also had severe bruising to his right lung in a crash in the opening round of the championship just last weekend. According to the team, Ferris was in the ICU for um, for a night before trans being transferred to the general ward. Uh, he's released from the hospital on, let's see, would have been earlier today and is expected now to make a full recovery. Um, it's, it's weird because a concussion can have some long-term effects. He doesn't recall anything about the crash, but his doctors remain confident that everything's under control and that he'll make a full recovery. And it's hard to put a time frame on a recovery about a head, head injury. Tony, have you ever suffered a concussion on a bad get-off on a motorcycle in dirt or street? Yeah, of course. I mean, I've had uh, – in high school, I had a bunch of them. And shortly out of high school, I had several. And uh, there's there's blacks, a lot of lot of blank spots in my memory. And, and I used to have problems with uh, just not – being able to focus and that kind of thing. And I don't know if it was just because I was kind of a stupid kid or, or, but now I'm kind of having the same things go on and, um, it's, it's a real thing. And I, and I do think it's because of concussions and, you know, I was watching, uh, I was football and I'm not a football guy, but, uh, you know, their helmets are, are a lot different looking very different than what they were. And they all have a, and you know what they kind of look like? They kind of look like a um, stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> I was going to say um, it has some of the features of a motocross helmet. That's what I was going to say. So okay, um, I'd say, actually I, I I I dig that because you know where motorcycling and car racing have led the way. They've led the way a lot in in rider and driver safety. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can we do more? You bet we can, and we need to do more in order to remain relevant and safe for our racers. Otherwise, you're going to have a bunch of broke-down guys like Bob Hanna. Okay? so not I'm so glad you. I'm so glad we brought Bob Hanna up because— Wouldn't uh, be a show without him. Wouldn't be a show without him. Monster Energy Pro Circuit uh, Kawasaki Squad should have ruled the roost uh, at least in part of 2018 as the existing 250 lineup of Joey Savacci, Adam Ciancerello, uh, Martin Davalos, Austin Forkner, and Garrett Marchbanks uh, represented some serious talent for sure. However, a very serious and dark cloud, as reported by our friends at Racer X, uh, that serious and dark cloud seemed to hang over the team the entire season. Speed, for sure, was there, but titles of Monster Energy Supercross did not materialize. They don't come cheap. Things also got way to hand outdoors with Ciancerello, Davalos, and Marchbanks out with injuries. And Forkner and Savachi have uh, multiple wins that ripped from them, having multiple wins that ripped from them in devastating fashion. Luckily, Eli Tomac was there to anchor Team Kawasaki, the 450 effort, while he came up short of the Monster Energy Supercross Championship. He also won the Lucas Oil, if you recall, the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for the second straight year. What's the magic there with Eli Tomac? 
Well, no, I don't think anybody's out working Tomac for sure. I mean, he is he is absolutely uh, a beast, and uh, you know his dad being a, a bicycle champion, and they've got a good training program. I know Martin was over there. Uh, Jeremy Martin trained with him. Um, Made a so, difference in his career. Yeah, it has made a huge difference, and um, I don't know, Scott. I think, I think Tomac. You know, he's the first one to win back to back outdoor uh, titles in ages. In, in ages, and for Kawasaki. So now he's won fifty percent. Think about this. He's won fifty percent of the four fifty Supercross or motocross races held over the last two years. Fifty percent. What's the rest of the field? What are we talking about? Total but, numbers. Okay, but you're you're who you're comparing him to. I'm not comparing. Current, I don't know that you can. Well, Ryan Dungey did, won more than that. But the point and Ricky is Carmichael the, won all of all them, of them, all yeah. of them. But still, this is a modern day, modern era. Equipment being equipment, and and I think we have a more even playing field or racing field anyway. Uh, Eli has a multi-year deal, so he will be back to battle for titles again on the brand new 2019 KX450. Will that be a difference maker, Tony? Your thoughts on the new KX450? Oh, I wrote it yeah, Sunday. I was surprised. I'm, I'm, I guess I've been asleep, but the thing has a hydraulic clutch. Um, obviously, it's electric start. Um, Do you like the hydraulic uh, hydraulic clutch? No, I don't care about it. Um, I, I guess it's just for me. I think it's it's something that can break if you do crash. You know, it's just one more thing that that can uh, go wrong. Um, obviously, KTM's had it for ages. A lot of people put their put hydraulic clutches on their dirt bikes. Um, I don't care about it. I, I my Honda feels great just in stock form um obviously i'm not at the level of eli tomac though so maybe maybe clutch fade wasn't you know something that he had to deal with right um and maybe that's why they put that on that bike and maybe it's, it's it's a sales gimmick i don't know the the mapping on the bike that i rode um it seemed to me it didn't feel like it hit like the honda my honda hits very hard and it's got like three different uh-huh. settings yep. and so when I got on the Cowie, it felt kind of, not sluggish, but just really soft. Yeah, just kind of soft coming out of corners and stuff. And I was surprised by that. Um, but was the power band, was that stretched out appropriately? In other words, were you getting the same type of energy you'd normally get over? If you, if you go compare minute to minute uh, with, say, your Honda? I don't know. I didn't ride it that much. I didn't. The, the grips are so big, I, I don't have enough grip in my hands okay. anymore to ride. Okay. I'm pretty particular these days. and. And and the guy didn't uh, offer me to ride the bike. I just kind of got on it and rode away. Well, which I'm, is <laughs> <laughs> not always popular when a guy gets a brand new motorcycle and you just hop on oh, the thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks, Lynn, the guy that had it. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I think <clears throat> I think you know I was I was uh, really interested to see Chris Riesenberg, who runs who's the PR guy for Race Tech. Yeah. I saw him. Science of suspension. He was invited by Kiefer, who was involved in the Pulp and Meg show, I think. He was invited to do some some uh, some media thing or whatever on all the bikes. They did a, a shoot. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he was riding the, the Honda. I saw him on a Honda. I saw him on a Yamaha. And uh, he texted me just the other day after that and said, do you got any dealers you're working with on a Yamaha? I really like it. And those Yamahas are sweet. And I, you know, I've ridden the... the the 19 Yamaha and it is, it's it's awesome. You like I, it? I really do. But I wouldn't trade any of them for my Honda. I really am most comfortable on a Honda, and I don't know why that is. But uh, I've got a really good relationship with Storm Lake Honda up in Northern Iowa. That's and, Jeff up there, right? Yep, Jeff Schultz and Larry Schultz, and, and you know what they sell? They still continue to support Justin Brayton 
and uh, a lot of riders they they really are involved in the sport and they i don't think they give themselves enough credit they don't to uh, you know to, to as far as promotion as far as the people that they help because they have been there and and helped for over and over and over 20 again. years i've been i've been uh, but you're you're a fan of yamaha but we we have one of our great sponsors of course at hickam power sports mm-hmm. they don't just carry yamaha obviously they have the Sea-Doo, they have the can-am beta ktm players all under one expanding roof at hickam power sports in grimes iowa see the friendly staff in grimes or find them online at hicklandpowersports.com i want to get back to the kawasaki team if i can tony um we we talked about the, the the dark cloud that was over them for the season, but as for the 250 team, a rough season wasn't for lack of effort or ability, right? But Kawasaki is bringing back the entire group for 2019. The announcement though that leaked out to us and others on social media is that Savachi is moving to the Monster Kawas- uh, Kawasaki 450 squad, right alongside Eli Tomac. Good move for Savachi. Appropriate timing. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that, that is up to Joey. Um, you know, obviously super quick. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he's, he's comfortable on the 450. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, he's got a lot of the puzzle pieces to be out, to be a contender. Right. You know, I would say. He's got I the would, equipment for sure. I would, I would, I would not speculate that. That he would not be in the top five, but I think he's a top ten guy. Well, Savachi leaves right and moves up to I should say a four fifty, but he supplants Josh Grant of all people. Okay, the veteran four fifty pilot, uh, you know, loses his spot to Savachi. So who, who picks up Josh Grant? I don't know. Josh is, you know, I don't know what Josh's plans are. I guess we could call him and ask him and maybe schedule him for an interview. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, but. I don't know where where he is. Uh, you know, he's got that that uh, he's got some other stuff cooking, and I don't know if he's going to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to hang around like Nick Way did for a long time. I did see Nick Way race to J Day. I saw something on his that's cool his social media. He raced to J Day out out east, which is an off road race that uh, john day owns and uh he crashed actually it was pretty you could hear him go oh <laughs> it was it was pretty funny to uh to hear nick way because you know way never crashed it seemed like and uh tree jumped up and grabbed him but uh, what happened yeah i don't know if if grant i mean he's a super guy everybody really likes grant and it's easy to like that guy it is you know he's a family man now and and grant Grant is kind of a story like Barsha. You know, there was a time when he was he was a little cocky and and uh, and hot, and a lot of people, you know, were turned off by that as fans or whatever. And I think as he's gotten older, everybody realizes he's he's a pretty humble guy. And and uh, was, speaking of, speaking was, of Barsha, he, he was confident. How about That's, Barsha? That is a story there that nobody would touch him. Nobody wanted him. He had really ran a lot of people off. Including and then, sponsors. Oh, that's who I'm talking about. All I'm right. talking about teams. Nobody would touch him. And then he had to go out and, and fend for himself. And it really was, you can just see he is a completely different guy behind the camera. And, I, and I've heard that he's that way, you know, in his personal life and everything. It was really a, a, a lesson, humbling, life lesson. Humbling experience. Yes. And so now... He's on freaking U.S. Dis Nations. I mean, he's on the MX Dis Nations U.S. team. Well, that, but, so, but that, but that and a factory some, Yamaha guy. Sometimes it's, maturity 
uh, sneaks up on us, and we didn't, we don't even know it, and that obviously happened to him as well. Joey Savacci's promotion, by the way, makes room for March Banks to embark on his full, uh, first full pro season. Uh, if you recall, he started as a professional at the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Opener at Hangtown in 2018. This will be March Banks' first shot at Supercross as well. Seeing Cirillo will return from the ACL surgery that cost him the full outdoor season. And Forkner, well, we love Austin Forkner on this show, looks to build on some improvements. He won his first Supercross race in 2018. I heard a funny story this weekend. Um, I don't remember it, but I was um, – it was when I didn't own the racetrack. So, you know, I started the racetrack yeah. in like early 2000s down at Riverside Raceway in Winterset and then s- sold it and then bought it back. But when I didn't own it, Fortner, his mom and dad showed up and they, <laughs> we, they were short a flagger and they made Austin, they asked Austin Fortner's mom to go out. And so she actually went out and flagged <laughs> in the backwoods <laughs> while Austin was racing to help pay for entry cool. fees. And stuff. It's just kind of funny to hear that. All right, hey, want to thank each and every one of you for listening. For Tony uh, Wink, Eddie Kulenkamp, Roman Ovidia, PJ Duran, I'm Scott Casper speaking. Thanks to our contributors, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, our producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. From our iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa, we appreciate you listening, and we look forward to talking to you again next week as we investigate the entire world of motorcycling and the lifestyle. Have a good one, everybody. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) (laughs) Right.